Hello and welcome back to The Social Disease. I'm Jasper. And I'm Bridget. And today we're going to be continuing our season two discussion and we'll be discussing Ashley, Terry, Ellie, Marco, and Hazel. I don't know, they're all kind of friends. <laughs> they're definitely around. <laughs> well, yeah. besides Hazel, but we decided to put Hazel in this one because we figured Paige's episode would have a lot. Yeah. So I think we want to start with Terry since she only has like two teeny things. <laughs> yeah, let's do it. Okay. So Terry, she only really has one actual plot in the season and it's where she is a plus size model, but she doesn't really want to tell her friends about it because she's kind of self-conscious that she is a plus size model. But all of her friends are supportive, but then there's this one asshole dude who's making fun of her. And eventually she tells him off and is like, I made $500 today being a plus size model and I could pay for all these fancy things now. What are you doing like hot dog boy? <laughs> I love that. So it's just a badass moment for Terry and I love it. And then the only other, she has a teeny plot is that she's using her tarot cards again and she's reading like Paige's palm to do a reading about her future. And she uh, foretells that Paige is going to die. <laughs> so Paige uses this to her advantage to get Terry to do all of her homework and such. <laughs> but then it turns out Terry had palm read the wrong hand. You're supposed to read the dominant hand and Paige is going to live after all. <laughs> so Terry finds this out and plays Paige back. <laughs> and that's it. Okay. I kind of want to talk about the tarot cards first, if that's okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because this, uh, this whole thing was the most dramatic for no reason. It was unreal. Like Terry bringing flowers to school to be yeah. like, rip page, you're going <laughs> to die any second. I was like, holy shit, this is depressing. Yeah, like, I don't think, like Terry believes in her tarot cards and her psychicness a little bit, but I don't think she believes in it this hard that she would literally actually believe Tage is going to die. And it's funny too, because like there's no actual facts supporting that Paige is going to die. There's no anything, but they all go along with it. And honestly, I don't blame Paige for dragging that one out because it was ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> But also, like, I don't know. It was a very Nickelodeon plot. <laughs> well, they had to bring it back because they had the tarot cards last season. Or, yeah. Yeah, right? and I, think, I think they bring them back again in season three, too. <laughs> it's They really just don't know what to do with Terry, which is sad because they're like, okay, tarot cards and make her insecure about herself. And mm -hmm. that's all we need. <laughs> Yeah, like we we talked about in our last episode how good of a friend Terry is. Like, let's give her some more meteor plots so that she has important things to do. Exactly. Let's talk about her modeling, though. Yeah, I thought it was it was a great growth from last season, where she was like, "I don't want to go to the dance because I'm fat," and even even here, like even though she's literally getting paid hundreds of dollars to be a professional model because people literally think that she's gorgeous, she still feels bad about herself. I know. It's really sad. 
I'm actually surprised that this was one of the plots that they kept because she did get the card from Toby's mom. So I kind of, sometimes I kind of figure like plots like that. It's just like, all right, that happened, like whatever. But they actually continued with this one. Mm -hmm. So I liked it because it's different because we haven't, we, well, we'll get to the more modeling plots later, (laughs) Mia and whatever. But I like that they were doing this and honestly, screw that hot dog man. Yeah, he was just an asshole for no reason. Like, Terry is literally famous. Like, who are you to judge her? Yeah, not not happy about it. But yeah, I loved how she told him off. Because it, it really showed her growth and her self-confidence. And I loved it for her. Yeah, yeah, I'm glad that they... Well, I mean, how else are you going to respond? I'm glad, I'm, I'm glad that she, like, went the way she did. And wasn't like, I'm going to quit because this random hot dog man said that I'm not cute or whatever he said I forget well she was about to oh right like almost called off a shoot but she didn't yes we love you we love it anything else for Terry (laughs) well with with the hot dog guy his name was Muhammad right I think we're, we're gonna talk about this with Hazel who's next I think but it was a little sketchy how, like, they made the, like, only Muslim character, like, the bad guy. I didn't think about that. That is interesting. This goes into Hazel, but you really, like, besides Hazel, you have the minor Muslim characters, who's the, I think her name is Fariza, is the girl who wears the hijab, and then this Muhammad guy. So, I don't know. It just felt a little off to me that like all the Muslim characters are minor characters. And then yeah. in one of the episodes, the Muslim character is a bad guy. Do they really even have any Muslim characters later until they do the the Netflix special? I don't think so. I uh Ali and Sav are Muslim. Oh but right. It's not a big part of their characters too much. Okay. Yeah, I I don't want to be like it was the time period, but it was a pretty, I feel like wasn't this around like 2002, 2003? Yeah. Yeah, so I feel like there's still definitely some stigma and that could be seen, which is why they have the Hazel plotline to be like, knock it off. But I don't love that they did that with the hot dog guy. Because it's kind of two sides. Like with the Hazel episode, they're being very much don't be Islamophobic because that's an awful thing to do. But then there's kind of the implication with Mohammed being an asshole to Terry that like, I don't know. Yeah, it could be, I can see it that way too. I don't know if the intention was he's mean because he's Muslim though, right? <laughs> like, no, no, just like, <laughs> Not even really a stereotype, just like that the fact that he is a villain during a time when Muslim people are already being villainized, you know? Okay, I, I see that. That makes sense. Ooh, Degrassi, a little, a little sketchy there. Yeah, but, but let's, let's go more into Hazel to talk about that more. Okay. So, so a quick summary for that. So it's like International Day or International Week at Degrassi. And everyone has to bring in some like culture of theirs 
Paige is doing Ukraine, I think. Uh, yeah. Marco's probably Italian. <laughs> but Hazel, she is Somalian and she's Muslim. But at her old school, she was bullied for being a Muslim. She was called a terrorist and such. So she's hiding the fact that she is Muslim and says that she's Jamaican. But then the Muslim girl, Fariza, I think she's Iranian, was her country of origin. And she knows that Hazel is Somalian. And Fariza wears a hijab. And her like international I Iranian country display thing gets vandalized. And people think that, think that it's Hazel because Hazel was being kind of mean to Fariza earlier, calling her a terrorist and also making fun of her hijab. I think Terry was as well at one point. So there's this whole big scandal. Then eventually Hazel did not do the vandalism, but she recognizes that she needs to accept her heritage and her culture because it's an important part of who she is and she shouldn't be ashamed. So she tells everybody who she is and kind of embraces herself, which is great to see. Yeah, starting with how they started the episode, I was so shocked that Hazel was like that right off the bat, like outwardly racist. But like, once you watch it, obviously you understand that it's just like internalized. But I didn't also know that she, yeah, the whole point is like, you don't know that she is Somalian. So you're like, whoa, where is this coming from? Yeah, it was, it was a lot at, at first. But I mean, I was, what, six years old at the time. So I don't really know how Muslim people were really treated much besides just knowing from history classes that it was not good. But I feel like that's probably indicative like of like microaggressions, I guess, against Muslim people during that time. Yeah, and even with like some of the students I work with who wear hijabs, like one of the other teachers that I work with, like ask them, you know, do you ever feel like people are looking at you? Like, do you feel whatever? And they're like, you know, like at this point in our lives, we've just learned to ignore it, which is like the fact that they have to ignore anything still and we're in 2020 is like ridiculous. So I can't even imagine what it was like close to 9-11 because this was pretty soon after so very interesting that Degrassi like addressed this yeah the fact that they did this in 2002 is like just very brave I feel I agree and I wonder if it was because in Canada they were like Canada I feel like they have they're more likely to address these things and like knock it off where in like America, they're very much like, you can just say whatever you want. We don't care. And we're also not going to help you if people are racist to you. <laughs> so I feel like Canada doing this, great. Because America, we definitely did not do that. Yeah, it's episodes like this that really make me proud to be a Degrassi fan because they're really tackling relevant, important subjects as they're happening in real life. Yes, yeah, Degrassi does a good job with that. I loved when Ashley called out Hazel and Terry for like being awful. Yeah. Cause I don't know if it, if Paige was part of it, but I know that Ashley like slammed the locker and was like, what you're being rude. And then later when they're like, 
who would be racist? And Ashley was like, I literally can name two people right now. <laughs> yeah, I think I think Paige, when Hazel said it, she said something like, Hazel, you know you said something bad when I'm offended. <laughs> so, so Paige knew it was bad too. <laughs> oh, so bad. And the internalized, like, how they go into how she was bullied in her last school, it makes sense, but it's just... I don't know. I hated watching it. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like a a defense mechanism to just not have that happen again. I also didn't love that I don't really know much about Hazel up to this point. And like, this is her first plot is this. And I'm like, this is kind of like not setting a great tone for her. Yeah. And it's also Hazel's only plot, really. Yeah, so from, like, start to finish, it's, like, great. She had some growth towards, like, I don't know. I feel like at the end, it was, the lesson was, be yourself, not, like, don't be racist. I don't know. It kind of ended on a weird note with her presenting who she was to the class after she, like, said these things to people. Like, I just kind of don't think she should have had that opportunity, considering she, like, lied and then said offensive things and then I don't know that's just my opinion well I think it's important to show that she's learned and that she understands now that it's one that saying Islamophobic things is never okay and two that she should not be ashamed to be Muslim herself I think what I just was stuck on was that would she have had this growth if she didn't get in trouble I think part of it was also directly seeing the hate crime. Okay. Okay. That's fair. I'm not giving Hazel a lot of credit. (laughs) I just like, I just didn't like just starting off. I didn't really like it. And then I understand that this plot was like necessary because of the time period. And like, I'm glad that they addressed like the different types of conversations you need to have with students, like with Spinner. I feel like Spinner said something stupid and Jimmy was like, shut up. Like, the different students saying different things, especially since a lot of it was the white students being like, this wouldn't bother me. And then Jimmy was like, don't say that. Yeah. Yeah, definitely shows privilege, especially like most of the main characters are white. Like the only non-white characters are Hazel, Jimmy, and Liberty, right? Marco? Marco's Italian. Is he really? Yeah. (laughs) sorry (laughs) I don't know yeah I I don't know okay (laughs) sorry (laughs) I thought he was like uh Spanish or something no well then yeah okay that that takes one more out (laughs) yeah but I don't know if you know this but Hazel's actress has actually spoken about the writing of Hazel in the past couple years oh I didn't know this yeah so Hazel was talking about how after this episode, she was looking forward to having more plots about Hazel. And she tried to approach like the writers to be like, hey, I have like some ideas for things we could do with Hazel. And they were like, they responded to her being like, oh yeah, sure, maybe. But then it never happened. I don't love that. Yeah. Cause then she stays forever. Yeah, she's around until season five, I think. And she's pretty much just there as Paige's friend and Jimmy's girlfriend. 
Oh, that is sad. And they had potential with her. Like they gave her this to like grow off of, but I'm, I don't know. I guess they were balancing. Get rid of Toby. <laughs> Bring Hazel in and get rid of Toby. I'm done with this. <laughs> yeah, because we, we talked about this with Shantae, but this is just kind of the pattern of the show's mistreatment of black characters and in particular black female characters. Yeah, and I'm sure that they were like, well, I don't know what their writing team looked like, but I bet they probably were like, we don't want to write, you know, we're all white, we can't represent whatever. I don't know, they probably have excuses for it, but I feel like giving this as the only plot to Hazel, who is like one of the only black characters on the show, it's like, I get it, but also I think there could have been other like ways to go about her after this. Yeah, like just because a character is black doesn't you need you need to give them black plots. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> They're still a teenager. You could just give them the teenager plots. I don't feel like they have Jimmy doing that really. Like I don't think Jimmy does. Jimmy have any plots about him being black? Um, not really. So they they can do it. They just chose not to. Yeah. Okay. Sorry, Hazel. Yeah, she deserved better. Definitely. But I, I do love this plot, though. It's fantastic. Yeah, I'm glad that they had they had this in this season. This season had a lot of good plots. I'll give it to them. And this also, one was one. Also a couple duds, though. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, there's always duds. But I feel like this one was good for them to address. And then... It, it, not like this specific scenario, but then a lot of the Netflix, I feel like towards the end, they address some stereotypes and stuff like that too. Yeah, the Goldie, like Islamophobia plots are just as good as these, I think. And isn't it crazy that they're like so many years apart and it's still relevant? It's fucked up. It is fucked up. Anything else? <laughs> um. I don't think so. All right. Sorry, Hazel. <laughs> That's okay. what we have to say about that. <laughs> okay, let's go on to Ellie and Marco. So Ellie and Marco are both new characters of the season. They're not in the intro yet, but they do have several plots for themselves. So the first one is that Ellie has a crush on Marco, but she's a bit too shy to tell him. So she writes him an anonymous love letter and eventually she comes out and says that she wrote the love letter and Marco says that he feels the same and they get together. But then a couple episodes later, Ellie is frustrated that they haven't really done any couple things yet. They're basically just best friends rather than boyfriend, girlfriend. But at the same time, Dr. Sally comes and visits again and talks about homosexuality and Marco is questioning whether he's gay or not. So he does a classic Degrassi Google search about like what it means to be gay and such. And he's also trying to kind of macho up in front of the guys and be like, oh yeah, me and Ellie had a makeout session last night <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> so then there, I think everyone's hanging out at Ashley's house. And then Ellie and Marco go upstairs to go make out, but then Marco is not into it. And Ellie is like, are you gay? <laughs> He's like, I don't know, I'm confused. 
So then they kind of uh, decide to wait for Marco to figure things out, but also still be dating. Ellie really has his back with like saving face in front of everyone by still pretending to be his girlfriend. So that's pretty cool of her. Then after a little bit, Ellie is frustrated that like Marco still hasn't given her an answer about whether he's gay or not. So she tries to kiss him again. And she kind of snaps at him a little bit. She's like, you can't like me or you won't like me. That kind of thing. Oh, right. But then Marco's like, I'm sorry, I'm gay and we can never be together. I'm sorry. But he's very grateful for Ellie's friendship. So they still kind of agree to like be boyfriend, girlfriend still, I guess, for Marco to kind of stay under the radar. And that's how the season ends for them. Okay, cool. So when I first watched Degrassi, Ellie was like absolutely one of my favorite characters. And rewatching it, she's falling, like she's still up there for me. I have to decide if I'm still going to feel the same way next. Because I feel like she didn't get a ton in this, which is fair. She wasn't in the title, whatever. They were only introducing her really kind of with Marco, I feel like. Because she didn't have any outside plots, really, besides her being, like, Ashley's friend. Right. But what did you think about this whole thing? Ellie and Marco, like, that episode where Ellie is sending love letters, I thought it was super cute. I thought it was classic, like, early high school with, like, the shy character, afraid to express their feelings and such. I thought it was very classic and very relatable. But then moving on to the whole like beard situation. I did really feel for Ellie overall because not that Marco was kind of purposefully stringing her along, but that's kind of inevitable in that kind of situation. So I did really feel for her and understood her frustration. But also I love Marco's coming out, so. Yeah, I totally understood when she snapped at him because at that point they had been like quote-unquote dating and he hadn't officially come out and he kind of was he was like I'm confused but like I still want to date but like low-key it was only because he didn't want to seem gay to his friends and like it's such a tough call because he knew Ellie liked him she sent him the love letters. They talked about it. She had a crush on him. Like, I think he should have established a little bit more of like a boundary. Because I think she was kind of the one to offer up to be like, I'll pretend to be a girlfriend at first. But then it just kept going on for a long time. So I can see why she was frustrated and was kind of like, oh, if this is still going on, then like, maybe he is straight. And then he was not. <laughs> so Yeah, like they're making that like ad for class and Ellie kisses him in like the hopes that like, ooh, maybe there will be a spark now, but there just wasn't, so. What did you think about what she said about that ad? Remember when she was? Oh, she was like, it's flaming. (laughs) I was like, sis, Ellie, stop. I know, I was like pretty, I was pretty shocked that she even said that considering I feel like she's somebody who is understanding but also who knows because people were like do you think Marco's gay and she's like no no he's not and I'm like okay 
I kind of wish they introduced Marco before this season just to like give him more than just the like he's the questioning character because they like did give him other things like he was friends with those those other guys I think it would have been cute to see him friends in like the first season even if he was just like a little background character I wouldn't have minded but this is fine too yeah like I loved him in the the Craig sleepover episode yes he was so funny he's so good and actually there was there was a throwaway line of foreshadowing in that episode did you notice it no what was it I think like Craig says something like "Ooh, I like you guys then Sean says you gonna kiss us? And then Marco's like, shut up, Sean. (laughs) Ooh, Marco, gotcha. (laughs) Yeah. And also just like Marco staring at Sean, like playing basketball. It's like, oh my God, this is too real. (laughs) Is it? It's relatable. (laughs) Relatable. (laughs) Oh, Marco. I also like... I'm not surprised that they did introduce a gay character in the season just because of what with like Ashley's dad last season and then Paige bringing up that her brother is gay. So I feel like it was only a matter of time before they like actually introduced a gay character. Yeah. And it's really the first gay student in the history of Degrassi because there weren't any gay students in Degrassi Junior High, I don't think. Oh, there was um, Simpson's brother. But he wasn't a Degrassi student. No, no, you're right. He wasn't. But he was He was a character who was gay. Yeah. But he was only in one episode and his whole plot was that he was gay. So, yeah. <laughs> so Marco's like the, the beginning of Degrassi becoming gay. <laughs> I thought it was so funny that he was Googling it. I don't know if I'm, tell me if I'm wrong, but I feel like if you're Googling it, you probably are at that point. I don't know. (laughs) I've definitely seen like some viral tweets that are like me Googling um, like a BuzzFeed quiz, am I gay? (laughs) Like, you know, like, "Mm, I don't know, maybe not. Who knows? It's kind of like those quizzes I feel I would Google like how to know if someone has a crush on me. It's like you would know. You don't need to Google it. Like <laughs> they don't. So knock it off. <laughs> yeah. I feel like Degrassi's Google searches are always so iconic. Like you have Marcos here and then Riley also has some Google searches about being gay. <laughs> I love it. And like the IT at school is just like oh, there's another one. <laughs> <laughs> oh so good but yeah with respect to Marco like being a confused character in the season I thought that was really great with showing like what being confused means because he wanted to like Ellie like he really enjoyed her as a friend so he was like oh maybe we can make this work but he just couldn't and that's how it goes just like trying to prove that he was straight by bragging about making out with her and such. And like, there were a couple of cringy scenes where he's like, oh, Ellie, my one and only girlfriend in front of everybody. <laughs> yeah. He was cute. And I feel like he would have, he like was a semi good boyfriend. Like I liked when he brought the vegetarian or eggplant 
and he's like here's some for lunch like my mom made it and it was really cute and I was like he like actually if he wasn't gay I feel like he was he was doing a pretty okay job at being a boyfriend yeah like he's he's a great contrast to all the other male characters yes not that the other male characters are assholes to women but they're definitely not on Marco's level with being kind to them (laughs) Yeah, Marco is just more mature mm-hmm. and like more respectful, I felt like, even though he did, I don't know, do you want to say that he led Elion? Like, it's such a hard line. Yeah, because when you're confused, like, I guess the best thing to do would have been to break up while he's figuring things out, just to not give Ellie hope, I guess, but... I don't really blame Marco in this situation because he wasn't really sure. And then when he was sure, Ellie was still okay being his beard. So. Yeah. And there's plenty of guys who, I mean, you, you dated girls before you came out. In theory. Yes. (laughs) So, I mean, quote unquote dated in eighth grade. Yeah. So it's pretty common, but it just kind of like stinks that, Ellie was kind of put into this it's weird because like she was put into the position but she also like offered herself Mm -hmm. to be like yeah I'll like pretend to be your girlfriend so people like leave you alone but then she was like why aren't you my boyfriend so it's a it's a tricky situation because you're trying to be a good friend but you also don't want to kind of be walked all over yeah I think Ellie choosing to do this was with the intentions that Marco was going to decide that he liked her. And when she realized that wasn't happening is when she snapped. Mm-hmm. So, but I still think that their friendship with each other is super important and it lasts forever. Yes, absolutely. They're a fantastic friendship. I love them. And Ellie is just somebody who, besides that like rude comment about the scenes I feel like she is somebody who is pretty open to things and people like she became friends with Ashley, like not knowing Ashley's whole past and everything. And then she's like loyal when Jimmy asks her out. She's like, no, I'm friends with your ex-girlfriend. Leave me alone. Like I really, (laughs) Ellie's a good character. Yeah. And even, even with that comment, she did apologize for it like right afterwards. Like she knew that it was wrong and she was just kind of lashing out. Yes, yeah. Because I think at that point she was like, we both know that you're gay. Like, we both know it. So just say it. Yeah. But I I do really like her character. Like, I love how she is such a badass and, like, her attitude and her style are so cool. Like, I want to be her. (laughs) And I love how, like, her her friendship and her relationship with Marco kind of deconstruct the goth stereotype a bit. I feel because I feel like the goth stereotype is that like you're very aloof and you don't really have feelings and such but Ellie is able to both be a badass goth and also like feel insecure about Marco and those things aren't contradictory. Yeah what I also liked about Ellie's like goth look because I was thinking about it too is that the only other goth looking character is Ashley. And Ashley is goth because of all these bad things that happened to her. And like, she was like, I'm sad. So I'm going to do this. Whereas like, we don't know Ellie's backstory for why she is goth. 
but we don't need to because like it's not her whole personality and it's great it's just her style yeah it's great and I love it and I've always been so jealous of her hair so jealous (laughs) I just want that color so bad she is cool I think she's the coolest character in this season (laughs) absolutely and I also love how she like stands up to Paige also yes which I think kind of comes back throughout the seasons because like Paige and Ellie have like a weird relationship yeah they're definitely frenemies yes (laughs) like when Paige is like can you move so Hazel can sit next to me and she was like, I acknowledge that you want me to move. <laughs> and then did not. Yep. Oh, so perfect. Yes. The last thing I wanted to mention about Marco, though, was even when he was confused, he was still... How do I say this? Do your best. <laughs> he was open to being gay I guess what do you mean because I feel like he was pretty hesitant to be gay do you think so yeah only because at first like the comments that were coming from his friends he was like no no like I'm not gay and then like looking it up and stuff he was like okay maybe but then he was so worried about what everybody else thought that he stayed in this relationship with Ellie. And I think he would have stayed longer if she didn't call him out. Like if Ellie didn't have feelings for him and just let him pretend to be her boyfriend, I don't know how much longer, like I think Marco would have continued for a while. I think Ellie kind of put him in a place where she was like, you need to decide if you are or not. Okay, I think, I think you're, I'm uh, <laughs> well we have two what, different points of view on it you're, you're kind of talking about Marco not wanting to come out because of the social implications of doing that yes. and then just coming out to himself okay so I'm, I'm saying that he was open to telling himself that he was gay okay so why do you say that because he didn't really try to force a relationship with Ellie like he was just using Ellie as a beard to kind of cover up the fact that he might be gay like he wasn't like oh I'm going to like force myself to like Ellie so that I'm not gay okay so because we saw that more with Riley right yes okay there is a difference yeah that's kind of the distinction I'm making like Riley had a lot more hatred for himself and the fact that he had feelings for boys Whereas Marco is kind of like, if I like boys, that is okay. I just don't want people to know. Okay. Interesting. Because there was that one scene where when they were leaving after the sex talk and Spinner like held up the thing and was like, oh, you should be taking this, Marco. And he was like, I hate, and I don't want to say it because it was not nice. But I feel like that for a minute, he like really was trying to I don't know I guess he was just trying to like fit in and be like I hate those people and then Spinner was like whoa that's that's pretty rude yeah I used to kind of draw attention away from himself really because he was insecure about people finding out okay I mean I think that you're right though because there is definitely a difference between how Riley 
Riley's experience and Marco's experience. And you can tell there isn't as much internalized like hatred. Yes. Worth where there is with Riley. Yeah, because once Marco was like, yeah, I'm gay, he was like, yeah, that that's how it that's how it is. I'm not going to tell anybody, but that's just how it is. I'm sorry, Ellie. Okay. Interesting. I didn't even like really think that much into it because I guess. Oh, I mean, I, I haven't gone through it, so I don't, yeah. <laughs> I don't really know. <laughs> yeah, like, like the first step is like coming out to yourself. And that's, I'd say, is the biggest step. At least it was for me. Interesting. Okay. And then you come out to other people after that? Yes. Gotcha. The first one being you, Bridget, of course. <laughs> that's me. <laughs> I'm like your Ellie, but like not really. <laughs> yeah, minus the dating part, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but otherwise they're definitely for people not in the title sequence they did a great job this season for sure I liked it I liked that they gave them this I liked that they had they each also were in their respective friend groups as well so it wasn't just only the like gay plot yes so I feel like Degrassi kind of slacks in the future with like giving characters I feel like in this season there's a lot of overlap between friendships in different groups and I think that makes it so much more realistic for high school and I really enjoy that yes for sure anything else for this episode this is so short (laughs) we have Ashley god no wonder it was so short (laughs) (laughs) yeah Ashley's gonna take ages oh god all right you start. I'm going to go get some coffee. <laughs> no, <go ahead. laughs> so Ashley starts off hot off the heels of the season one finale where she has lost all of her friends except for Terry and everyone is shunning her. And she is she is kind of trying to reconnect with like Paige and Jimmy. And once she makes a genuine apology to both of them, they do forgive her and they let her back into like their friendship circle. But then Sean asks Ashley out and Ashley says yes. And Paige finds out about it. So Paige essentially takes this as a betrayal and tells everybody. And it ends up with Jimmy calling Ashley a slut, Paige shunning Ashley again. And also Terry kind of joins in too because Ashley insulted Terry again, as she always does, and Terry was pissed at her, rightfully so. So Ashley's all alone, and she cries in her picture day (laughs) picture. (laughs) So then the next time we see Ashley is that she has changed her look entirely. She is friends with Ellie, and she is now a goth queen. And she is at the uh, piercing parlor. I don't even know what you call that place. But uh, Ellie is getting like her cartilage pierced and Ashley's interested in getting her belly button pierced to impress Ellie. And she's like, oh yes, I totally want to do this. But my mom would say no. But then her mom says yes. So she's like, oh shit, I have to do this. But then she does not go through with it because she does not want any needles inside her belly button. And like me too. <laughs> there, I don't have any piercings. You have your ears though, right? Nope. Oh, really? Yeah, I know. Don't buy me earrings. <laughs> well, me neither, so twins. <laughs> Great. 
Yeah, so basically Ellie is like, uh, you don't need to get a piercing to impress me. I like you, dummy, <laughs> which is kind of cute. It's a little while later and Jimmy is having a party at his house and he kind of invites Ashley through Terry. So Ashley is unsure if Jimmy actually wants her there, but then she gets convinced to go and she does go and Jimmy actually didn't want her there. He wanted to talk to her and such, but then Sean kind of messes up the party and Jimmy hurts his hand from broken glass and such. So Ashley leaves, but then the next day at school, she kisses him and they get back together. Oh, also during this time, Paige and Ashley made up because Ashley kind of helped Paige through her rape and they were doing the PMS band again. So they're, they're friends again as well. So then next up is Ashley and Jimmy are back together and Ashley has gone full goth. She's like doing a seance or something. And I don't even know, <laughs> it was a weird scene. Essentially the whole conflict is that Ashley is insecure that Jimmy prefers her old look to her new look. So she accuses Jimmy of wanting to change everything about her. And she kind of calls him out in front of English class in her like scene with Craig. <laughs> and then she breaks up with him because she does not want to be with him, be with someone who wants to change her. And that's kind of it. She does connect with Craig at the end of the season, which you already talked about, but that's a bit more about Craig than Ashley. Yes, yes, yes. So I still don't like Ashley. I'm sorry. I just, I really can't. Like, I think she might be, she's less annoying, kind of, than last season. She's just so dramatic. Oh my gosh. Okay, where do you want to start? <laughs> well, I just want to say I prefer her in season one. Yeah, I could see that. I don't know. Like, I just feel like she's so pretentious in this season. I just, there's nothing likable about her for me. She's very dramatic. She is like, she had nothing bad happen in her life up until this moment. And you can tell because this is where she took and ran with it. <laughs> <laughs> like, I did feel bad that everyone was shunning her because I do think that the whole party thing at the end of last season wasn't that big of a deal. I mean, of course, her and Jimmy should have broken up after she cheated on him. But like with regards to Paige icing her out, that was definitely unwarranted. I wanted to talk about that because okay. I also agree. I do not think that that party was as big of a deal as it was, but I have two, two possible reasons behind it. Like one, they could really, really think drugs are bad <laughs> and were like really scarred by the fact that she like did drugs. Or Paige already didn't really like her that much. So she probably was just looking for any excuse to not be friends with her. Yeah. I, I think number two makes more sense. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like Paige is all about power at this point of the show. So she just wants to make sure she has power over Ashley. Yeah. And Ashley and Paige have such a, they struggle for the power because Hazel's already Paige's friend. There's no, like, Hazel is not Ashley's friend, whatever. Terry is the one that goes back and forth, and that's where the power struggle is. But Ashley continues to treat Terry like shit, 
And then Terry goes to Paige because of this. Yes. So I don't know what Ashley, that's what pisses me off is that Ashley like treats Terry so poorly and like continues to make the same mistake of being like, well, you've never had a boyfriend. So you wouldn't know. Nobody's ever liked you. So you wouldn't know. It's like, why? Nobody wants to be your friend if you're going to be like this. Yeah. Sorry. I really don't like her. Okay. I'm stop. <laughs> oh, I, I just like, honestly, I wish that Terry just dropped her. And she kind of does for like a little bit, I guess. Yeah. But then, but then they do kind of reconnect their whole squad with the band, with Paige's rape going on, which I did. I thought that was a, a good way to get them back together naturally and have them become actual friends. Yeah. I, I think that the band was good. I thought it was, it was kind of cute. Yes. And then, then they're like actual friends. Like when Ashley is complaining that Jimmy wants to change her and she does like change her style for like a day. Paige is like, oh, I liked your goth style. What happened? So like they're actually kind of being supportive of each other. Yeah, there's a lot that I want to analyze about Ashley. But first, can we start with like, what was she thinking about trying to go back out with Sean and Jimmy at the same freaking time? I know, like she literally just got all of her friends back and now she's going to go on a date with public enemy number one. <laughs> like, I was so confused but also what pissed me off is that Jimmy acted like the way he did when they weren't even back together right they weren't officially back together and he like was telling Sean that they were back together and then he like calls her a slut and I hate that Mm -hmm. yeah Jimmy was definitely out of line I do understand his frustration that he kind of has hope that they'll get back together again because they're on talking terms But then he finds out that she's going on a date with Sean, which is the exact same betrayal that just happened. Yeah, I don't really know what her thinking was there. What was the, like, I guess it was exciting that, like, a boy liked her, but, like, not this boy. No, stop. (laughs) Yeah. Like, she's right that she is able to see whoever she wants, but Ashley's smarter than that to recognize the optics of that situation. I think she just didn't care because she doesn't care about other people. (laughs) I'm sorry, but she really doesn't. Like a lot of, almost everything kind of just goes with how will this benefit her? Like Terry's friendship is pretty much just like to boost her confidence because she's continuously mean. And her and Paige don't get along because it's a power struggle. And then Jimmy likes her more. So that's good for her until she's bored and then Sean likes her and then she gets to take care of Craig like it's not there's never I don't know it's not genuine with her yeah I I see that because also like I don't think she became goth because she was sad and depressed I think she became goth because she became friends with Ellie and she wanted to emulate Ellie so that she would have at least one friend well she so she started off the season like as I would say, diet goth. (laughs) And then there was like, after they did the picture day thing, I think is when she went full on goth. Cause it wasn't as extreme until like it got, if you see her from like the first episode of season two to like the last, she like progressively gets more goth. And I'm sure it is from hanging out with Ellie too. Yeah. Like, I don't think like in the picture day episode, I didn't get a goth vibe at all. It just seemed like her regular style. 
Yeah, but I, I feel like that was the turning point where she became yeah. Laura because that was when Terry decided to go with Paige. Yes. And I think that was when she was like super goth. <laughs> but I feel like she chose being goth because of Ellie and she wanted to impress Ellie, which is shown in the piercing episode. Yeah, yeah. I think she she definitely continues it with Ellie, but she did kind of start off before she met Ellie, right? Because is she, is she friends with Ellie, like, in the first episode? Um, I don't remember when they become actual friends, actually. Because I think when she, when she does start hanging out with Ellie, she becomes progressively more goth, so it's definitely to be like, I'm cool like you. Mm-hmm. Which she doesn't even need to do, and Ellie even says that. Yeah. <laughs> so that, that was kind of cute. Ellie, Ellie's a nice girl. Yeah, but then Ashley, like, fully embraces the goth persona, and she like starts writing depressing poems and writing depressing songs for Jimmy and Candlelight. <laughs> like, Ashley, calm down. Yeah, I want to know what you think about Jimmy wanting, quote unquote, the old Ashley back. Because I, I understand that they want to, to get back together, possibly because it's a sense of like normalcy or they've already done it before. But I think Ashley is just a completely different person at this point. And she's mad at Jimmy for not liking the new person. I don't really even know because she doesn't even like Jimmy anyway. So I don't know what the, <laughs> what the deal is. Yeah. So it made sense with them getting back together because they are, both have grown since their breakup. So it, it, like you said, it makes sense for them to like get back to their normalcy since they've kind of gotten over their issues. But then Ashley took the fact that Jimmy preferred her old look way too personally. I agree. Like, just because he preferred your aesthetic in eighth grade versus ninth grade, he was he clearly still liked her personality as she was then. Like, he wasn't saying that her goth look was terrible and awful. Like, he still liked her like that. He even said at one point that, like, the style was working for her. So Ashley just took the fact that he, that he liked a picture, like, an older picture of her versus a newer picture of her better, way too personally, because it really was, it was not about her at all. It was just, like, the literal aesthetic. Yeah, and I think that kind of just goes back to their relationship, and she's always looking for something wrong. Because if you even think back to when he was consistently going to her house and all of a sudden she's like, I can't do this. He's so clingy. Like, this is ridiculous. I think we should break up. Uh, Or at least, you know, they thought about it or something. Her taking that like super extreme. And I feel like that it was just this again, but it was just with a picture. Which just, (laughs) what about that breakup? Yeah, (laughs) he wrote a depressing poem in his old yearbook to break up with him. Like, she needs to get over herself. Like, you are not the next, like, Emily Dickinson girl. (laughs) Calm down. And then she, like, dramatically walks away and looks back at him and just, like, cries or whatever. And I'm like, you know what? Get over it. Move on. Jimmy and you are totally not it anymore. Because last season, they they were, like, one of my favorite couples. This season, I want them to never talk to each other again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, because for one thing, Jimmy never apologized for calling her a slut. So 
that's a red flag. And then two, Ashley, like Jimmy was not trying to change her, literally not at all. And she was calling him out in front of the whole class about trying to change her. She's like ranting to Craig about how she hates herself. And then she's whining that she's wearing normal clothes again to like appease him. But he, even he was weirded out that she was wearing normal clothes. Like he clearly likes you as your goth self. Ah, I was just so annoyed at her in that episode. Yeah, and I don't know if there is some underlining like, I don't want to think about my past self because I made that mistake and like lost all those friends and like, whatever. If that's the reason, fine, say it. Because he literally had no idea what you were upset about. <laughs> like, honestly, he, I don't even think she ever was like, can you take the picture down? I think she just gave him the new one and he like added it up with that one. And she was like, how dare you? He was just like, I like both pictures. And then she made him pick which one he liked. Like she, she killed her own relationship basically. Yes, she did. I was very shocked when they broke up because it was so weird and like not actually upfront about if they broke up. I was, I was kind of confused at the end. Because her poem was so pretentious and I had no idea what she was even saying. Oh, Ashley. Okay, I'm glad we're both on the same page about that picture, though. <laughs> I just couldn't deal. <laughs> no. And I think Jimmy realized that this wasn't going to work when they started that episode with her singing this depressing ass song and he was sitting on her bed and was just like staring at her like, wow. Does this girl want to die or what? <laughs> there was there was also the family dinner scene where I think they were talking about what were they talking about? I forget. But Ashley was like trying to get a controversial opinion out of him. It was the condoms. Right, right. Supplying condoms to teenagers. Yeah. So like she's trying to get a controversial opinion out of him at her family's dinner table. Like, I'm not trying to give a controversial opinion to my girlfriend's parents, you know? Especially about sex. Yeah, especially about sex. When I'm in, when I'm in ninth grade, like, no, thank you. I think she just sets up her relationship for failure, like, every time. Mm -hmm. She doesn't, I don't think she likes Jimmy. I really don't think so. Because if she did, she wouldn't have been so pumped to go on a date with Sean. That's true. So... At this moment, that's where I'm going to stick with it. Her and Craig make sense. And honestly, kind of surprised that they don't just like phase Jimmy out after this. Because I feel like a lot of his plots were with Ashley. But we'll have to see next season what he's up to. Well, Jimmy also has a ton of things with Spinner. So. Oh, yeah, because they're BFFs. Yeah. Even though I also think they're frenemies, but we'll get to that. Yeah. But for sure. I am not a fan of Ashley in the season. I do like her as a friend in the season when she's helping out Paige. And like we talked about how she called out Hazel and also her friendship with Ellie is pretty cool. Like she is supportive of Ellie talking through her Marco issues as well. Yeah, she definitely picks and chooses. Like she wasn't afraid to call Hazel out because she doesn't like Hazel. I guess they're not actual friends, yeah. And at that point, they weren't friends, like, she wasn't even friends with Paige and Terry yet. I think this was after they reformed the band, so I think they were a squad again. 
I think. Oh, okay. So then she just likes to speak her mind, which is fine. In that case, it was necessary. Yeah, but then she's an awful friend to Terry all the time. I don't get it. Like, why is she so awful to Terry? It's not right. No, and like Terry just keeps forgiving her. Why? Terry's the one who has trauma in her life. Mm -hmm. And <laughs> oh, okay. Anything else about Ashley? Uh, I'm not ready for the Craig Ashley fiasco <laughs> next season. I'm stressed. <laughs> I I will say Ashley and Craig makes sense. I prefer him to be with someone else, but if we're going to give him someone, make it Ashley because she is nuts and I love it. <laughs> and she's going to just them together. <laughs> Chaotic. The only person I ship Craig with is lots of therapy. <laughs> Honestly, even when he comes back after he grad, well, he doesn't even graduate after like whatever, he still needs that poor kid. Yeah. <laughs> got a lot going on. Well, that's it for now, I think. Uh, we have one more season two episode with who's left? Uh, Paige, Spinner. Jimmy. Jimmy. In the context of Spinner, I guess. Uh, JT, Toby. Is that it? I think so. Oh, Liberty. Liberty too. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, I guess Liberty too. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, so thanks for listening and we'll see you soon.